This is Brentel and Janelle. Be sure to check out our Journey of a Relationship podcast. Where we discuss all things relationship. The ups, the downs, everything in between. Search Journey of a Relationship on all streaming platforms. And thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Pop shit, nigga. Come on. 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 My homeboy, Kirsch in the building. This is the I... No, no, I'm sorry. This is the Corner 3 Podcast. Your uh, one-stop shop for everything basketball. Uh, Kirsch, how you doing? Good, man. That's good. I'm doing great. I'm off work. Ready to talk to Miami. It's always fun. It's always fun. It's always fun. Um, so, how do you want to start it? I'll start with, um, the news from, like, last week. Um, Nate McMillan is the coach at Atlanta Hawks. How do you feel about that? With that, that new roster, um, that is over there. And we know what Nate, Nate McMillan is, is going to do. How do you feel about that? Um, that, that? I think it'd be a good move for Atlanta. Uh, that was the first thing when I when I seen that uh, he was coaching in the interim. I was like, it won't be long before they make him the head coach. He's a good coach, and he does well with molding young teams. Like that's, I've always said that about him. Like if you have a young team and you want to mold and build culture, uh, that's you know one of the guys you you call. Right. Um, It'll be interesting to see his rotations and, uh, like, see, since they're so young but so deep talent, like, who starts um, kind of standing out under his, his leadership. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I think, but I do think at some point that they make him the, uh, the head coach. And, um, I think he'll be there until they start to to turn that turn uh, turn over to that next level, and then um, they'll, they'll do kind of what everybody else always does with them. They'll, they'll feel like they get stale and no one new voices. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um. When I seen it, I was like, "Oh, okay. Yes." This is great for that, that roster, that, that, uh, talent that they got down there. Um, I think it's great for Trey Young to be under that type of leadership. Um, and we know, like, we can, we go ahead and chalk it up that next year, Atlanta probably going to be in the four or five seed. <laughs> we could chalk that up because we know what Nate McMillan does. He stresses, he stretches, like the lack of talent, um, next to in, anybody in the East, uh, I would have to say that's better than stretching talent is, uh, Spo. And then next is Nate McMillan, in my opinion, because out of, you know, uh, performance over the years and, and 
the production that he gets out of the team when he has less and he gets him running like a well-oiled machine. It's going to be great to see what he does with Atlanta, seeing, knowing that they got like a superstar and the young kid, Trey Young. And, um, I, I'm excited for that, for that, for the city of Atlanta to have, to be, uh, to be back in, in the basketball world. So, um, what do you, what do you trade talk? What you been hearing? I paid more attention to Miami than anybody, but um, I mean, I'm assuming anybody in the market for um, impact players are looking at the same things I've been hearing. The one I heard uh, last week is that was kind of interesting is uh, Nikola Vucevic from right. Orlando. Uh, we kind of talked about this. Um, Miami's showing some interest in him, but I'm sure anybody who needs a, a, a big piece, um, Boston comes to mind, would be interesting in him. Uh, I read another one that caught me off guard that said that uh, Miami's um, keeping track of and has um, inquired about Carl Anthony Towns. You said Miami did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, I don't know. I because he, Carl Anthony Towns, he he has a huge contract. Um, not so much to where it's like going to take up all of the salary cap this year, but um, this it's it's a, it's a larger contract. Um, what do you give up to get him, and how how much better does he make your team? You know what I'm saying. Miami, I'm not sure because, like, the way Miami plays, you want your four to be a, a floor spacer. And if you're playing him and Bam, you really don't get that. But what we, we had talked about last week, when we, we talked about Boston and what do you do with Boston, who's kind of like, they're kind of falling apart. And you said, which I don't think is a great move, that they're going to end up trying to trade uh, Jalen Brown for a big. Well, there's a big that would actually make quite a bit of sense in Boston. Yeah. Um, I don't know how interested Minnesota would be in Jalen Brown because him and Anthony Edwards kind of play in the same space. But, I mean, I'm sure if you can get draft capital along with Jalen Brown and maybe another piece, you can turn around and slip Jalen Brown, then it might make some sense. Yeah. I, I when I heard it, when I heard that you know they were, there were talks of Jalen Brown getting tra- traded, but the only thing I could think of was for a big, because that's the only way that's going to make your team better. I mean, unless you upgrade at the position, but you you in order to upgrade at. Jalen Jalen Brown's uh, position, you would have to mortgage off the little piece of depth and future that you have in that franchise. So it wouldn't it wouldn't be uh, worth it. So it would you would be you'd be stuck at getting a big. You know what I'm saying in a trade. And like you said, Carl Anthony Towns would be good. 
uh, I think him and Jalen or uh, Jason Tatum could work, but you'd be giving up a lot. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. When I heard yeah, it, I when I heard it, I thought it was like, uh, okay, I could see them doing that because um, those two aren't enough. You know what I mean? The Tatum and Jason, or Tatum and uh, Brown. If you was able to pull that off, you you end up having your big. But the problem is, Boston does not see Jason Tatum for what he is. They keep trying to play him as a small forward and keep playing too big, and you're you're not you're not spacing the floor in a in a league that's built on spacing the floor, like. I, I keep hearing that Boston's interested in Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes and Jason Tatum playing the same space. What you need to be doing is playing Tatum at a stretch four. Right. Is, so that way you only, even if you're playing, you know, whatever big they got right now, like you only have one big slow guy in there. <laughs> so then, you know, you, you play Tatum at the, the stretch four. You can you can flex them around here and there because you know you got a couple people that you can slide in there on the second you know second team or whatnot. But that's where you you take advantage of matchups too because like how many fours or stretch fours really can keep up with Jason Tatum? Right. Because that's that's kind of what what Miami takes advantage of at points with Bam is. How many, how many bigs can go out there and guard with when Bam, you know, when they kind of like just like let Bam isolate, or you know they give it to him at the top of the key where he's dangerous because of the the um the pick and rolls and the in the um, handoff offense that Miami runs. Uh huh. So you, you have to, and, and I, I would think that Brad Stevens would have enough access and old experience to know this. So you have to wonder um, who's really calling the shot. Hmm. Um. That is, I, like I said, we'll talk about this later on the uh, takebacks. Um. But I, I, I will say this. Uh, no, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. I'll, I'll save that. I'll save that. But yeah. <laughs> um, did you hear about Kyle Lowry, uh, possibly being on the, on the, de- uh, trade block? Cause of his yeah, I've, I've heard his name, um, cause, and somehow he got thrown in with the Miami stuff. I don't know why, why. <laughs> They think Miami's interested in Kyle Lowry because him and Goran Dragic are kind of the same thing. Um, to me, I think Dragic is a little more valuable at this point. But, um, Why you say that? Just because I feel like uh, I feel like Dragic um, can still get to the bucket with ease, so he's not just relying on shooting. I think Lowry, and, and he's got more size than Lowry. You know, we've had this conversation before, like... Nah. Kyle, Kyle Lowry's under six foot. No, he's not, bro. Yeah, he is. He's a little guy. Uh, I will. Just hold on. Ain't no way. Dragon, he, he's not the same size as Dragon. I think he's like 
know that. Like, he might be 6'1". Drogdon is like 6'3 or 6'4". Um, I think... Oh, he's six foot. He's six foot. But the the thing with Kyle Lowry is he makes up for his bulk. That's where he makes up for because he can get to the rim and all that. Still, a little bit, he's not gonna blow by you, but he will put you on the on his hip. He play a like more older guy game now. Um, yeah, that, that I guess that's what I'm saying. Like style wise, Dragic fits better with what Miami's doing and like you're you'd have to mortgage off something to go get Kyle Lowry that's a fact that's a fact as far as guards like I don't I don't know exactly why Miami would acquire a guard at the trade deadline because you have Avery Bradley who's about to be healthy in a minute that's that's kind of like doing you know acquiring somebody because you just incorporate him into the rotation and They need a power forward or, or a stretch forward, kind of in the mode of a Jay Crowder is what they need. Yeah. Uh, it's looking like the Celtics or the Lakers. Ooh. Did we talk about him going, uh, Kyle Lowry possibly going to the Clippers? Uh, yeah, we did. Okay. That, and that would be a perfect place for him. Yeah. Because I thought about this, like the Miami thing, they wouldn't work because he throws off the dynamics because he's a he's a natural born leader. And Jimmy like thinks he's an alpha dog leader. So it would be a there would be a conflict, a conflict there for the young guys to follow because naturally they're going to follow Kyle Lowry. Why? Because he's the one with the ring. You know what I'm saying? And he's, right. Battle tested or whatever. So that would definitely, we, we know how Jimmy is when he's not the top dog when it comes to like the facade of leadership. He does not do well in those positions. So yeah, you, and you, you mess up that dynamic with that Miami does have. Mm hmm. Uh, the Lakers will just get us out the way. We're finished for the year. Um, I say put LeBron on ice and just let it. Why is AD, is AD done? Um, he's got a strength like a strained Achilles, so I say no. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're done, bro. Yeah, you're done. It's cool. Don't um, worry about it. I had read this is a little off topic. I read that um, Joe and them had a uh, conversation about why the Suns mascot is a gorilla. <laughs> I haven't got to listen to the podcast, but why is that? <laughs> I have no idea, man. I have it's no one of the idea. better mascots, but it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you feel about the Knicks, man? I'm just going down to the, the fucking uh, the Eastern Conference right now. How you feel about the Knicks? They're, I mean, they're they're kind of what I expected. They're a Tom Thibodeau team. They they have enough depth in young guys that he's going to find somebody to ride. It's, it's just kind of, in my mind, I think, okay, well, you have all that young talent. You're going to be 
pretty decent for the next four or five years, but after that, everybody's going to be broke down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Will Barton might be headed over to, um, the 76ers. I'm looking at that. And if, if he gets traded to Philly, I like that. I like that for Philly. I, I, I've been a, like a Will Barton fan for a little while. I like what he brings. Uh, shooter. He'll give you some, some, some stretches of defense. Uh, great energy guy, and he will bang on you if you if he catch you slipping. You know what I'm saying? Fun guy, fun fun, fun guy to watch. Um, I don't know, man. Like Philly with Philly, Philly's having a great year. I still, I just feel like mentally they're not gonna get over the hump. And I don't care that. Uh, um, Doc is there. Well, I was just gonna say it comes down to coaching, and honestly, I don't. I in a in a tight series, I don't see Doc out coaching a Brad Stevens or a, or a Eric Spoelstra. Like uh, if, if those guys get in the playoffs, that's. I think. I think. Okay, I give you. I give you Spo. Kinda, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I don't think Brad. Ste- I feel like Brad Stevens, he's still on the high seat. I'm not impressed he's, with him. At all. He's on the high seat, but here's what I'm going to say: the man can coach. What I'm not liking is I don't think he has as much say so in players and playing time and stuff that he needs, or his voice is not respected enough in their little inner circle because. He's not being able to to like really coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's still they're, they're still handling him. Uh, and it's kind of unfortunate. Very unfortunate to see. I, I'm trying to give him a chance, but I just like I need to see you in the finals, big dog. You know what I'm saying? You had your chance. Well, uh, let me take that back. You played LeBron, and LeBron's been out of the East for what two years now? Three. He years? had a shot last year. Okay, he had a perfect shot last year. He had, he Boston had up? just as much, if not more, talent than than Miami last year. So, and they uh, got their ass kicked. Yep. Uh. I just read an article, a headline that said, Bulls have three players that are untouchable. Uh, Y'all shouldn't have nobody on that roster that's untouchable. Period. Uh, (laughs) uh, Everybody can go. Everybody can get it. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, man. Talking about some untouchable. The playoffs are untouchable for y'all. Everybody can go. Um, but I, I want to say that they're sniffing around the seven or eight seed. Oh, good for them. Good for them. But I, that there's I don't know what their strategy is. They're talking about the uh, they're going to buy out Auto Porter, and it's like he still got one year. Trade. He got one year or two years. 
he's done after this year, but okay. it's like y'all could probably get something for him. He's mm. still young enough, but y'all haven't displayed him. Y'all been sitting him on the bench, so it's like. Does he still shoot fifty percent from the three? That's what I want to know. He still shoots a, a good enough percentage. I remember what, what, what was that? Was two years ago. Somewhere. Wasn't that two years ago where he he was shooting fifty fifty percent from the three? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I want to say it was high forty. He's usually a pretty good three point shooter. Yeah, no, that one year he shot fifty fifty, and it was fifty for. Uh, made a long period of the season, then it went down to like 48. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. what I remember, like a 48.7 or something like that. Yeah. Nuts. And speaking of, of Washington, John Wall's having a, a pretty good year, and he's on the trade trade block. Which I understand that. Showcase him, let him ball out, and, and move him. The problem is going to be his contract. He has a huge contract. Um, can you, can you, if, if your team, you, you possibly could get, oh, wait a minute. Oh, nope. Nope. Never mind. LA, LA, they would have to mortgage off, mortgage off so much to get John Wall. The Lakers or the Clippers? I'm sorry, the Clippers. He won't pick the Clippers. They need shooters. Any shooters in leadership, like Lowry, um, yeah, he's a leader. Like those those kind of people that just mesh in. Like they they got their two stars. They don't need another somewhat ball dominant star. Oh, and Kawhi and and Kyle, they won together. Uh, yeah, mm. I can see Lamarcus Aldridge ending up there. The uh, the Rosen, I could see ending up there. Like ending up where? Uh, Clippers. Oh, okay. Okay. Like those kind of players. Or, or like, like somebody maybe that you wouldn't necessarily see, but he could fit as a, a player in there somehow, like a Harrison Barnes or, you know, mm-hmm. where they could do, you know, some different lineups and that kind of thing. But that's, that's what the Clippers need. They need, they need a fucking point guard. Do you think? Nah, Sacramento wouldn't do that. Never mind. <laughs> no, they're not going to give up De'Aaron Fox. No, I was talking about Halliburton. Oh, they're not going to. They're not going to move up him. They're going to trade De'Aaron Fox at some point. It's just. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The writing's been on the wall. How fast is Pat Riley going to get to him? You guys want him? Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Why? What? What? what how does he fit? Um, give me a one minute break, and I could. All right. You want it? You want a break? Yeah. All right. Hold on. All right. De'Aaron Fox. Um. Well, you get your. You you got to look at the way they're constructed. You got. You got Dragic, who's at the, the tail end of his career. He's definitely in the twilight. You got. This year, maybe another year. And you got Jimmy, but you're going to need a big dog to replace him mm-hmm. when it's time for him to go. Um, you know, everybody's just kind of talking like it's Tyler Hero. I think in a 
on a good team, Tyler Hero will be your third piece, but I don't think he's your second piece. Um, I think if you have uh, De'Aaron Fox, Tyler Hero backcourt, that's a pretty good backcourt, plus Bam up front, you have your, your three core pieces. Um, you may or may not have um, Duncan Robinson's field, but um, you keep Kendrick Nunn in the role of almost like a Luke Williams where he's your sixth man. So his lack of natural playmaking ability kind of gets hidden on the second team because, you know, he can come in and be the, you know, the Joe energy and that kind of thing. So, like, and at the same time, you have, like, if you remember the Kings back in the day, how they had uh, Jay Wheeler, Mike Bibby, first team, and then you hit them with Bobby Jackson. So, like, you never got a break. And you can go from De'Aaron Fox to Kendrick Nunn. Like, you never get a break guarding that, that main ball handler. <laughs> yeah. Well, he ma- he making, uh, what, 144 uh, and on his contract? He got a $144 million contract? I think so. That's a and, lot to move and, around. And you're you're Pat Riley, so you're like if if you're looking at the open market, honestly, free agent wise, if if you're not going to get Kawhi in Miami, I'm not overpaying for anybody that's on the unrestricted free agent line this year. Right. Um, there, there's the one restricted free agent that they had their eyes on that I would I'd be happy if they got was is John Collins. They does the name, right? John Collins from uh, Atlanta. Josh, or no, John, John, Josh. Yeah, and he's he's from like the Miami area, I think, Miami or Tampa. But um, if you could get him to play him with Bam, who would I? I think their their advantage is that they they developed some of these players to where they could make a trade and be able to absorb a contract like that because they keep their their roster open to being able to go sign somebody. So really it's just, um, do they have enough assets to be able to pull it off? Or are they willing to give up, you know, enough assets to pull it off? But uh, I think a De'Aaron Fox, Tyler Hero backcourt with Bam up front, you know, the, the foundation of the... Uh, another 10-year run of Miami being in contention. Bruh, the fact <laughs> the fact that you're that high on Tyler Hero, it, like, that's crazy. I, I think he's good. I think he's a good uh, younger player, but I think he's going to end up being like a... Uh, hmm. Like a Catino Mobley sidekick. Yeah, you know that, what I'm saying? That's kind of how I envision him. That's like, the ceiling. That's why I would go get De'Aaron Fox. Okay. But I've always been high on De'Aaron Fox. Did- I just never wished Sacramento on anybody's career. <laughs> hey, but he, he he's... He's played through that, and he kept his value up, and he didn't allow Sacramento to ruin him. So he's got to be a great player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, 
Let's see. What else we got here? Oh, I seen something. We talked about it when we were offline. But uh, Montrez Harold uh, sent in a tweet that says um, a couple days ago. says, uh, I, it's time that I call it quits with everything and everybody. Everyone, I'm sorry. And um, we, we talked offline about it. It's like... I don't think he, this definitely sounds like a person that's not talking, hey, mute your mic, um, that's not talking about um, basketball. They're talking about off the court stuff. And a, a tweet after that was, Mom, I really wish you could be here. I, I can call and talk and laugh with you. And I said, bingo, that's what it is. That shit will have uh, that type of effect on you. We don't know what type of pressure he's under with, you know, being in a position that he's in as far as, like, the money, the fame out in L.A. Um, and playing basketball, being on the road all the time, along with, I don't know if he has a family or not, but all of those factors included. Um, and not having uh, your mother, your, you know, the, the matriarch of your family there, uh, it definitely could put a strain on you. And that's what it sounds like to me. And I hope that the Lakers are taking, um, this seriously. And as a, as a, um, as a cry for help that it, that it is. And, um, you know, he can, you know, envelop him bring him in you know what I'm saying and, and let him know that you're there with him Cause that's well, he, usually he might be mean. taking on a bigger role now too with Anthony Davis out yeah yeah mm-hmm. so he, he, he probably under a lot of pressure you got the media you know it's never LeBron fault they gonna find somebody else to put it on uh, the other kid uh, the Dennis Schroeder he's out you know what I'm saying so you under a lot of pressure. Uh, I, I hate to say that, like you know, as so matter of factly, because I don't know what he got going on off the court. But you know, that shit factors in, man, and that's why I, I always humanize the players because they go through shit too. People be like, "Oh, what they got to be stressed out about? They rich." Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's why they stressed out because you got you know t- taking care of people. Uh, you know, gotta watch your back for, for the, 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 the financial, uh, advisor robbery and shit. You know what I mean? You seen what happened to Tim Duncan? Um, it's just a lot. These players, they got to balance around them every day, all day. Then you got the media fucking shitting on your name <laughs> when you don't do whatever they want you to do. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, players, they deserve every bit of the millions that they get paid for. for that's a fact. Um, I really hope, hope that dude is all right. I read an article, <laughs> which I, I, find, I found it to be hilarious. Um, it said three players that need to step up and play defense, like step up defensively for the Dallas Mavericks. Dog. They picked everybody except Luca. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, 
<laughs> well, the first thing that came to my mind when you said players that need to step up defensively, I said James Harden, James Harden, James Harden. <laughs> Oh man, I was just like, ah, oh, look at that. But they threw KP under the bus, though. They threw KP under the bus, which I thought that was interesting. Um, I heard, I'm hearing that he might want to trade out of there, or Dallas might be looking to move him. I, I heard, heard that it. too. Yeah. Where would you? I don't where, know. At at this point, I don't know what his value is because you know. They like, crashed his car. They crashed the car on him. They did not let yeah. him cook. And then, then on top of that, like they didn't give up a whole lot to get him. So it was like, how much was his value to begin with? True. And, which, which we thought when he when they got him, they got him for that cheaper price. It was like New York knows something about his legs. You know what I mean? So like New York knows something about his his bone structure. Structurally, something is off with him. Um, because they gave him up, and they it was like here, here, take him. You know what I'm saying? And we kind of seen that because he's been out pretty much every year. Knock on wood. Yeah. So that sucks. And which um, New York paid him that one forty four, right? They paid him. Yeah, I think. Yeah. No, they traded him before they had to pay him. Oh, uh, okay. What was the sign they trade? I can't remember. He he re-signed with Dallas. Okay. Dallas needs to get more athletic around Luka anyway, so that, that if they can get something for him, go ahead. I mean, KP's athletic still, but it's just... The... But he's, he's slow. He's slow-footed. Yeah, compared to like the other seven footers that run, like the Giannis's, yeah. And and well, is he, is he slow? Is is eighty eighty is faster than KP? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I see that. Um, okay, I have seen I seen a uh, meme today. I'm just pulling shit out of my ass, but uh, I seen a meme today. And they had that UNLV team with uh, Larry Johnson and Greg Anthony, Stacey Ogman. And they had the Fab Five. Which ones would you pick? Which one would you pick? And I had to think about it for a little bit because that UNLV, UNLV team was cold. So was the Fab Five team. Which one, if in a head-to-head battle, in a versus battle, who are you taking? Without a doubt, I'm taking the Fab Five. Yeah, that's, that's to me. That's the greatest college team ever assembled. <laughs> they just didn't finish it off. I, yeah, the I only did. team, the only team that I think compares kind of to that is that one Kentucky team that didn't finish it off. I want to say it was like, with, or maybe they did. That was I, talking about the John Wall team or the platoon team. The, I think it was the Carl Anthony Towns team. One of them. No, he they won. They won, didn't they? They won. No, I don't think he did. I can't remember. One of them teams didn't win, and they were supposed to, because they got beat by Wisconsin or somebody. Okay. And it was like a a sure bet. Like everybody was like, "Oh, Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky," and they were loaded. They had they had Willie Cauley Stein on the bench, Devin Booker. 
Uh, that the the one kid, uh, Harris. I the, the power Harrison forward? twins. Yeah, I don't think Booker was on that team. No, he was. He was. Nah, he was because remember he got drafted. He got drafted fifteenth. He was in that draft. I'm about to look real quick. Yep, <laughs> Devin Booker was on that team. He was deep in the bench. Uh, who else did they have? They had a dope ass team, but um, they probably could have beat the Fab Five for real. Nah, because they was mostly freshmen. They was mostly freshmen, and and the Fab Five had some upperclassmen on the bench. Well, they they had a remember they had a couple um, sophomores because the team prior to them was like severely underachievers. Mm, that's right. Um, yeah, Devin Booker was on that team because you had you had the Harrison twins, Tyler, Johnson, Devin Booker, Trey Lyles, Willie yeah, Trey Lyles. Fine. Terrence Jones, I think, was on that team. Oh, Terrence Jones. I thought he was going to be nice. <laughs> Shout out to him, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who else? They, was, they had a nice little roster. I got one. I got another one um, for you. Never mind. I already asked you that. All right. I already asked you that. Uh, let's go to. Damn, let me check. This is Doobie say he's going to get back. out too. Yeah, let's get let's get into take backs. Uh, out of all of the things that we talked about, um, we talked about coaches of the year, um, executive, blah 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 blah. You know, MVP, all the awards. Is there anything that you want to take back at this point in the season? I'm sitting in kind of a good position because I said Utah was going to be super hot this year. I said Brad Stevens was going to be on the on the high seat. The, the only thing I guess I could probably take back is um, Philly, but I still think I had them in the top three or four. And I mean, they're sitting a game, like a half game or a game above Brooklyn. So, I, um, I, everything kind of looks or feels like I anticipated it feeling. Everybody keeps asking me about Miami, like. I expected this from Miami. Yeah, I, I, I had I had, I had um, Philly at the four seed. That's what I had. So, I mean, I'm cool with I that. See, I I remember saying in our conversation that that the Miami team this year reminded me of the old Laker teams, where you know Shaq would miss a portion, Kobe would miss a portion, and about mid March, early April, right before the playoffs, they'd turn it on, get hot, and they they worry about the playoffs fully healthy. Yeah. Uh I thought about this too. Um as far as executive of the year. Uh there's an argument between James uh what's his name? The play used to play with LeBron, he used to hit the corner threes. James Jones? James, Johnson. James yeah. Johnson? Jones? James Jones. James Jones Executive of the Year. And can we go with Monty uh, Williams as coach of the year for that drastic change uh, of, that the move of Chris Paul made to their franchise. I, th- I think that might be low-hanging low fruit. And But but also, I think the lowest-hanging fruit as far as executive would be Brooklyn. Well, yeah. Especially because they landed, they landed I, Blake, I, too, right? I, I think, yeah, I, I think both of them are low-hanging fruits. Like, Phoenix at some point was going to 
uptick because they had young players and they were coming out of the bubble hot. Uh, and, um, and and then obviously Brooklyn's you know dealing with you know superstar roster and superstar money and all that stuff right now. So like I think I think um, when we when we're gonna talk this, I think you're gonna go back to the same um, places that we usually talk that are the usual suspects. Like I think for as much heat as he's he's caught you know during their run, what about Steve Kerr? Oh, because that's not like a a super loaded team anymore, and they're hover right in the mix this year. They got you know they got some help. Yeah, you and you can go with Utah's coach too. Oh yeah, I, that that would be my pick probably. But like we always talk about Utah as an organization, we talk about San Antonio. Um, you know, they're the typical typical guys. I, I think. Doc Rivers' name is going to get thrown in there, but we've discussed how I feel about Doc Rivers. You stay hating on Doc. Yep. <laughs> you stay hating on Doc. Uh, no, nah, I, I think, quite I honestly, think, if, he, if he moves him up into like the third or fourth seed, I can see Tibbs uh, getting some mentions. Oh, that's a fact. That's the fact. And he in New York, too. So that's the New York edge that, you know, that comes with it. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the only take back. Uh, I, I said uh, Luca. Did I say Luca was on the hot seat this year? No, it wasn't Luca. It no, wasn't Luca. I, I can't. Oh, uh, Paul George. I think he was. I think it was Paul George. Yeah, I, th- I think. But I've changed. I, yeah, I changed my pick from Paul George because he's playing very well this year. Um, he definitely got past the bubble and got past the people bullying him online. Maybe he's not checking his mentions now. I don't know. But <laughs> I think the hot seat pick for the player this year is Luca. Man, definitely Luca for me. Yeah, I can see that. So. Um. Yeah, I, I guess I guess if we were gonna uh, take that back, I I said in B. Mm. I don't know that he's doing much better than he. Nah, he balling. Been, but nah, he balling. He balling. Um, he putting up some numbers this year. I want I want to say twenty seven, twelve, and five. <sighs> he balling. Um, I think. If I'm not mistaken, because I haven't haven't checked in a couple of weeks, probably like two weeks. But as far as like the his name being in the MVP uh, talks, he's there. He was at least two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, he balling. We'll, we'll see. Come uh, playoff time, if he. Yeah. If he, trends, if he trends up in the playoffs, then okay, I'll take that back. Uh, okay, so what do you what do you need from him to uh, to get him off that high seat? Like, what's what's his what's his his target? What should he aim for this year to get him? You know, he needs to come with, He needs to come within a bounce of the Eastern Conference Finals. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
I want to see Miami and Philly Easter Conference Finals. Or the round before. But I want you guys yeah, to clash. Yeah. I really want I y'all to clash. You're, you're probably going to get that the round round before. I really want y'all to clash before. Like, I, I want you, if you guys make it to the finals or whatever you do this year, I want y'all to have to go through Philly. Because if they beat y'all, I'm talking all kind of shit. For Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I've been I've been a Philly fan ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mike. Uh, <laughs> but all right. Uh let's see what else we got. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got for my uh, take back. All right, cool. I'm cool with everything. I appreciate you, bro. No doubt, bro. All right, man. I probably think of something else like that I thought of this week, <laughs> but if so, I just I'll just jot it down in my notes. We'll bring it up next next pod. All right, All right. now, y'all be safe, be smart, stay out the way. Uh, we'll holla at y'all. Peace. Peace.